Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0-Take, where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. It all starts right now. Welcome back to the 3 Take, presented by Big League Chew. This is episode 305. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate. What's up, what's up? Happy end of the week. This uh, Has this week cruised by for you? Has this been quick for you? Uh, Yeah, surprisingly so, considering I'm leaving for the beach tomorrow. You know, usually that, that yeah. never goes away. Like when you're a kid, you know how time yeah. just seems to stand still? Yeah. It's like the land before time. It's like, I thought this week would be going a lot, a lot slower, but it is, is cruised by because I, I feel like as an adult, your responsibilities kind of catch up with you. It's like, yeah, we got this trip, but we also, we also have to take (laughs) care of all these other things. And that in a way helps, helps pass the time, but. When you when do you leave? We are leaving tomorrow morning, Friday morning. How early? I haven't thought about that yet. I don't want to. I don't want to think about that. You are. You, have you already begun the packing process? Uh, ever so slightly, yes. You're an early packer kind of guy, aren't you? Oh yeah, I'm the I'm the guy that shows up at the airport. We're not taking a plane, but just to give oh, you you're an the idea, ultimate, the type of person yeah. I am. I'm, you're the I'm dad the, travel guy. I'm the prepper. Yeah. 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 Wow. I'm a show and go for sure. Oh, I know. I will, and it, no, I, I don't think it's I ever failed you yet. <laughs> uh, it doesn't. I, it keeps my stress down. I'll pack like an hour before I need to leave for sure. That's yeah, typically I how I ride. I don't understand how that helps keep your stress down. I feel like if you're up against the clock, that would only induce no. stress. No, no, I don't, I don't waste time i'm not i'm not showing up to the airport three hours early just won't happen can't do it won't do it that's fair packing done it a million times we pack the same things that's true i'm gonna gonna pack 14 14 pairs of boxers like i'm gonna poop myself three times a day and then i'll definitely forget like a, a pair of bottoms, you know what I mean? Like I'll have like a pair of jeans, a pair of shorts, but I'll have like eight t-shirts and I'm like, what was I thinking there? It's typical. It happens every time, no matter how early or how late I pack. It's just the way it goes. Yeah. I'm definitely, an, I'm definitely an overpacker for sure. Yeah. Just stuffed. It's Do you have wild. something you have to pack with? Like it has to come with you. N- not like normal stuff, like toothbrush, charger like a like an article of clothing or like a piece of jewelry or something that like has to come with you i always have to have a watch with me okay 
I'm weird, dude. I, I can't go about my day with nothing on my wrist. Like I have to have a rubber band. I have to have a watch. I have to have mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. our old, our old stay filthy bracelets. I got to have something yeah. or else I just feel naked. Yeah. But, but yeah, man, it's weird. The thought process behind my packing is wild. Like you're, you're on to something. I, it's almost as though I'm anticipating a week of yeah. sickness and bowel movements yeah around the clock it's like yeah when has this ever happened to me and why am i assuming that yeah. it's going to be happening to me this week right and also I, you i pack i like such. i like how you pack as if like worst case scenario you're just going to be left in the desert with nothing around to shop like if something happens where i'm like oh i forgot a you know a couple pairs of socks or whatever i'll just pop over to the store wherever i'm at get a couple pairs of socks like whatever no big deal but if you overpack you're like i'm going on a desert island i will never see another human again so i'm just gonna fill my bag with crap yeah it's like it's though and i'm sure this thought has crossed my mind at one (laughs) point or another it's it's though it's as if i'm packing knowing that i'm not coming back it's like all right yeah. what can i what can i be okay with leaving behind the apartment's going to burn down i'm going to yeah. be stuck out on this island by myself correct no nothing around what mm-hmm. what do i need to take with me yeah and what do i need to survive that's how i pack and it's terrible yeah that's how i pack i am bad with shoes so i'll be honest I, that's the one thing where i really overpack is shoes i like variety of shoes yeah, I like having options of what I would wear as if I were yeah. at home whenever I travel. But in reality, you're going to be at a beach house and in the sand every day, right? Yeah. You're not going anywhere. No. You go to the boardwalk once, right? And we're going to do our annual trip to, to mini golf, the family mini golf game, but that's about it. Are you a reigning gonna... champ there? No, dude. No? I'm... I'm incredible at mini golf, but for some reason I lock up every time we do this and people, and they know it too. The family knows it. (laughs) The pressure. It's, it's insane. I just, I lock up, I freeze up. I can't, I just can't power through. It's terrible. What does the winner get? Um, I honestly can't remember. I want to say it changes this year. Maybe I need to make a proposal this year. Maybe I need to throw something out there. Maybe I need to play for something. That's, that's the, that's, there you go. Play for like, so whenever we did like family beach trips, it was always like, uh, like you had to rotate for cooking. Like everyone had their own, like each day they had to like prepare their own meal Yeah, yeah, and like cook it for the family. Right. Maybe that's like what you play for. It's like you don't have to, or you I get like to that. choose. Or you like order pizza or something instead, and like everyone that. else has to buy. Yeah, there you go. You just, you just need a little motivation. What's the point of competing if there's nothing yeah. at the end of the line? So yeah, maybe that's, that's all that was. You're just getting held up a little bit. I believe in you. Ah, uh, thank you. The I'll, little I'll... rubber, the little rubber putters. Oh Is yeah, that what you're rocking. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it's like the Black Pearl. It's it's one of those pirate courses. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'll uh, I'll I'll keep you updated. I'll let you guys know. Wear a next, GoPro. I'd love to get time. this content. I'd love to be able to see everything. It'll be the next next YouTube video going up on our channel. <laughs> um, let's look at some voicemails. We got uh, two lined up here, so let's get into love those it. real quick. Love and it. We'll talk some ball. 
How are we doing, fellas? AJ Torres from Danbury, Connecticut. Uh, by me, there's a couple of old head Dodger fans. They've been watching the Dodgers since they were kids in the 40s and 50s. I get a lot of questions about them saying, hey, if they win the World Series this year, does that make the one during the COVID year in 2020 count, or is it still considered a Mickey Mouse ring? Love the show, fellas. Keep it up. Take it easy. So I've actually thought about this. Like, if I might be in the minority here, but if I'm the Dodgers, if I'm a Dodgers fan, mm-hmm. and they win the World Series in 2022, in a weird way, and again, this is just me, but in a weird way, it's almost as though this is the one that I would latch on to. It's like, okay, we finally got the real one. It's like, yeah, 2020 is great, but we don't have to hold so tightly to that where it's like that's our only one for the next however many years. If you can get a sure. real one, I, I, quotations, if you can get a real one, because we've already made our thoughts known on the 2020. Yeah. Right? Like all 29 other teams had an opportunity to do what the Dodgers did, and they didn't. Yeah. With that said, if they can do it this year, I may feel a little differently if I'm a Dodgers fan about the ring in 2020. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah, I mean, I. Yeah, I think we've we've shared our opinion. I like that. If there's a trophy being handed out, like, what do you? I don't. I don't know. What do you want? You want to? You want to not award that? You want to count that against people? Like for winning it, if they're handing it out. It's it's still a ring, still a trophy. Um. Ah. Uh, I don't I don't think it affects it in any way, but I get what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. Like it's it's a little bit something more memorable to 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 attach to and and I guess it solidifies it's it's more about like the what other people think of you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dodgers fan this conversation wouldn't be here unless other fans were like, that one didn't count. That's the only thing. Dodgers fans are too concerned with what the perception is and what other fans think of them or their team for that ring. We talk about that all the time. That's all fan bases. All That's fan true. bases are so yeah. insecure, but they, they try to play it off like, oh, we don't yeah. care about that. But yet oh, they're yeah. the ones talking about other teams that they claim that they're above. I, it, yeah. Baseball makes no sense. Sports in general makes no sense <laughs> to me sometimes. Yeah. I, don't, I don't understand. Yeah. But right. uh, that's cool, though, hearing that Dodgers fans are just still living it up there in, in Connecticut, still thriving. Yeah, that's that's wild. Yeah, I like it. Voicemail number two. What's up, guys? It's Andrew from Braves Content calling again. Um, so I've been thinking a lot about the Alpha uh hopefully getting to 700 home runs. Um, I, I've always been a big milestone guy. I think they're really cool, really shows, you know, guys uh, – Especially when they've been there a long time in the game, like cool holes. Um, so I'm, I'm like you guys. I was born in the '90s. Uh, I'll be 26 this fall. Um, I think the biggest, you know, milestones I've witnessed have been like 600 home runs from Pujols and Tome and Griffey Jr. and you know things like that. And um, I know I, I was around obviously when Barry Bonds hit his 700th and then when he broke Hank Aaron's record. Um, even as a kid, before he ever broke that record, I always kind of viewed him as, you know, the steroid guy. So I never really took serious um, any accolades that he had. Um, 
I remember seeing the 756 home run on Sports Center the next day. You know, back when Sports Center was actually worth watching. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I, I was just thinking, you know, if Pujols gets the 700 home run, is this going to be the biggest milestone that we've witnessed, or, or like the you know with the most hype around it? Um, I mean, the only other thing that I think I can compare it to, and I, I think it's bigger, bigger, but I think maybe Jeter's 3,000 hit, you know, as a home run was pretty substantial and, you know, just like, you know, I couldn't believe it was happening when I watched it. So, I don't know. I, I just wanted to hear you guys' take on that. Um, you know, maybe some memorable ones that you can remember um, league-wide or, you know, for your specific teams. Um, so I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, guys. I don't know. I, I mean, again, talking about things we've made our opinions known about, we, we've very much made it known how we feel about the whole bond situation, but in terms of hype, I I think regardless where you stand on, on the Barry Bonds issue, uh, I don't know if you can, you can really top that. And in terms of things that we've witnessed, um, like our our generation, yeah. I just I don't know if you can top that. And like I said, regardless which side of the aisle you're on with that, they people were locked in, mm-hmm. absolutely locked in. Like people mm-hmm. were that they were selling out ballparks. People were tuning in every night. Yeah. I mean, seven hundred for pools would be incredible, but it's not. It's not take bonds out of the equation. Yeah. I think even if he got, I don't know, man. I mean, if he, if he was chasing Ruth, that'd be one thing. But I I think the peak is when you're surpassing Hank Aaron. And I I just, I just don't know if you can top that. I really don't. Um, I think you'll feel differently when it happens. If it happens. I think it'll hit a little different. Um, did you say, sorry, did you say, you said if, right, mm-hmm. originally, and then you corrected yourself to say when? I said when first, corrected it to if. Because you know that it'll happen? No, I'm I think it does. I think you're remembering it wrong. I hope I hope it does. Um, I think it, I think it'll hit a little different. That's all. Uh, you know, 700, it's just, it's just crazy. It's absurd. Um... I think it also shows, again, just like, say what you will about Barry Bonds, but like him and Hank Aaron, it just, that's a different league. Like, that's a different thing. And as good as Albert has been for as long as he's played, it's still short. That's what's crazy, and I think that that uh, absolutely agrees with your point. But seven hundred is still seven hundred. Jeter getting to three thousand, um, was awesome. It was great, but a lot of guys get to three thousand, and I say a lot. That's in comparison to seven hundred for home runs. So I don't know. It's it's hard to say. It's hard to say because of the timing of it as well. I think if this was happening in a different part of the year, I think it would feel better. If this was like May, we'd be all over this thing. 
No, see, that's I feel like I might have to disagree with you there because I I almost love this race against the clock because it's like No, I get it. I you think have a this set is number this of games cool. to get this done. Yeah, but I think what I mean is as far as attention that it will receive if it does happen. So many so many fans are locked into other things. And I mean, honestly like Judge's year is kind of being overshadowed in many ways. So if that's being overshadowed, Albert Pujols is being overshadowed because so many teams are are in the hunt and we're so about this, this playoff stretch or this home stretch getting into the postseason. So, yes, I do like the time of it. I think it makes for the better story, the fact that he's racing against the clock. But I also see it as like there's so much other stuff going on and it's really hard to be all in on this. Um, I need I need one or the other to happen. I need Judge to get that record, or I need Albert to get to 700. One of those has to happen. And Judge, I'm saying for the AL record, I think the the Bonds is you know out of question at this point, but I do think he can get to to 60, 62. So I th- I need either of those to happen, and I think it would be, it would be cool, man. It's solid, and I'm waiting for that moment. But I I just I hope it happens the right way. I hope it happens in the right place. I hope it. I hope we pause for a second in that game and let fans appreciate it wherever it happens. Um, yeah, there's there's cool stuff around it. As I mean, I don't know. Can you think of any other milestones that you feel like? hit the same way no me neither and you could almost argue that the 3000 for jeter had more i don't want to say glamour isn't exactly the right word but had a little more sparkle because it was jeter because it was yankees not taking anything away from 3000 hits that's an incredible feat yeah but like with anything people always want to make the argument well Jeter, take Jeter out of New York. He's just another guy. Yeah, you you have to factor that in a little bit with that milestone. But for me, it's it, there's there's really one that I can think of, and and that's the peak, and that's really it. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I hope I hope it hits differently than what we're expecting, though. I hope it's a bigger deal. And Andrew's one hundred percent right. Sports Center is trash. Yeah. Um, speaking of things that are not trash, this, uh, 2023 schedule, how are we feeling about it? I'm, I'm a huge fan. I'm all about it. I'm just going to go ahead and say, I'm I'm all about it. I'm all in on the decrease in division games. I mean, I like division games, but if it means getting to play every team at least once, I'm all for it. And I feel yeah. like that's something that should have been done a long time ago. I'm not really sure why it took this long, but yeah, I'm it's all about the it. DH. Everybody that was still holding on to the DH, that's what this was the last thing. Now the now the playing field is is even. Now we're able to see the same baseball, and we don't have to worry about AL pitchers getting hurt when they go over to the other side. Now that we have the DH, this is this has created this ability, and now I mean this is great. This is awesome. I love it. Uh, I saw the 
Giants are going to Yankee Stadium, which is cool. Um, I only looked at the Yankees. Um, I got to look at the other matchups, but it's cool seeing classic teams in classic stadiums. That needs to happen more often. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't understand what that is about. Yankees go to uh, LA playing the Dodgers. That might be a perfect time for me to make my first visit to Dodger Stadium. This is good. This the is king, good for baseball. The King Joey Gallo welcoming his former team to to Los Angeles. If he's still there. If he's, if still, he's there. still there. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't try to lock that guy down. I mean, he's a he's been a monster. Long term. Long term. No, he is still there. They have 12, control of that contract. Twelve now. twelve years incoming. Yeah. It's that beard, man. That's all he needed. Um yeah, that's gonna be fun. It's gonna be cool. Uh that's that's the stuff that needs to happen. And and if if this is the way we're starting the trend where we're we're starting to market individual players better, this is good. You need to get Otani across the entire country. You need to get Trout across the entire country. That 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 has to happen. You need to get viewership up. You gotta get the East Coast, West Coast bias to go away. Um it's this is good. This is really good. I don't know. I don't know why anyone would be against it. Yeah. I mean, it, I wouldn't necessarily call it a trend. It sounds like this is something that's going to be happening every year moving forward. So this isn't just like a look at the draw thing that fans got. It sounds like this is something that we'll be seeing a lot of moving forward. Yeah. Um, so a little bit of a numbers breakdown here. There'll be fewer division games. We'll be at 52 divisions games against division teams which is down from 76 Mm -hmm. each team will play 46 interleague games which is an increase from 20 which i know we've talked about interleague there's a quote graphic probably years back from this podcast where we were just talking about how interleague is just garbage you need to just get rid of it but this i feel like is different you're going all in you're saying okay we're playing everybody but right. it was that in-between thing where it's like, oh, let's just sprinkle a few series, and a few inconsequential series here and there. It's like, that's not doing, that's not moving the needle for anybody. Right. But you're now going to allow teams to play one another, all teams to play one another. That's that's a much better change for me. You're, you're committing more towards growing the game. I, if that's what they're going to chalk it up to, whether or not that's what they actually feel about it, if that's just one of their marketing marketing gimmicks where they're just saying, well, we're trying to grow the game. We'll get Shohei all over the place. That's fine. But the reality of it is that's what's happening, and I'm here for it. I'm not yeah. really all that concerned with the intentionality behind it or or whatever. But um, it does change the postseason a little bit not in terms of the format but it just changes the road to the postseason because now you're you're putting less of a value on divisional games mm-hmm. which then the i mean the first division that comes to mind is the american league central for me where it's yeah. like now historically you've been able to just beat up on some some bad division teams and you can squeak in and it leaves somebody out else out on the outside looking in who mm-hmm. may have just had a better overall year, but because of the way the, the structure and format works, 
they're on the outside looking in. This helps that a little bit. You you're gonna have to earn it a little bit more because you can't just re- you can't fall back on the cushion of your weak division if that's what you're fortunate enough to be in. Sure. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. Uh, you can't hide. You can't hide in your division. And I do think that you know it could get to that point where. I mean, these teams just, they know each other so well. They know each other so well. And I mean, you're exactly right. You could take the AL West as well. You know, it's bad teams over there. Bad teams over there get so lopsided, so top heavy. Um, And I was reading too, you talked about teams knowing one another well. I was reading earlier where it, it changes the moves that you make throughout the year. It changes the trade deadline because you're not having right. to necessarily structure your team or your personnel around strengths and weaknesses of teams within your division because you feel like that's what you have to bulk up for. That's what you have to prepare prepare for. Mm-hmm. Because there's less of an emphasis on these divisional games, it just changes the approach. And I'm, I'll be curious to see... I mean, we probably won't know because we're we're not in these backroom meetings in the in the war sure. rooms at the deadline. But I, I would imagine that it would it would change uh, the approach of some of these teams, especially um, when it comes time for the deadline. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think on the fan side of things too, you get to have you get to have. I mean, look how often are, are people staying in their hometown? I know you have, but like most people move, most people change cities. Most people hold on to that fandom, even though they're gone. Then an opportunity to have that team come back into this city that they're now living or, um, you know, vice versa. I think it, it allows more exposure and, and, and kids get to see players for the first time. And, um, you know, imagine, uh, it's not like Mike Trout doesn't already have a ton of fans, but like imagine a kid, um, a you know, kid that lives in Queens gets to see Mike Trout come to come to New York and be like, never seen this guy live before. This is amazing. I think I'm a Trout fan. I think I'm an Angels fan, even though dad's a Mets fan. Like, I, I think I want to go this route. So that's cool. It opens things up. It expands it a little bit. Um, this is a no brainer that this is. Perfect. Um, but we are headed for a restructure. I think, you know, you said moving forward, um, it's going to be a thing where everybody plays each other. I, we're headed for a restructure for sure. When we, as soon as we add, I think they want to get to 32 teams. So as soon as yeah. that, those two teams, you know, uh, two additional teams get added in, I think you're going to see more of a, more of a restructure and in, in, in a totally different look. Um, and I'm, I think this is kind of like to ease your way in, you know, get used to seeing these matchups, Yankees and and Phillies get used to seeing that because in a few years, maybe they are in the same division. Who knows? What's the point of holding on to the national league and the the American league anymore? I don't see why everything's the same. This is going to be a East and West kind of thing. Maybe. 
Yeah, like and I know that, does. that may fall poorly on the ears of some baseball fans, maybe some more on the traditionalist side. But you have to remember, we out, we haven't always had this the structure that we have right now. And right. so to say, like, well, why are we changing? It's like, well, we've changed before. And we, yeah. we're, with where we're at right now, we're happy with it for the most part. Yeah. So, like, to say that changing or restructuring based on expansion in the future, like, these things happen. Yeah. And I've had to, I've really had to temper my enthusiasm, whether good or bad, about some yeah. of these changes in the game. And these are things we've talked about where it's like, it's not worth, it's not worth wasting your energy on. Like, I remember the, no. the one thing I always go back to is like when they, when they announced that they were installing nets down the line, people were losing their <laughs> yeah, minds. I remember that. Yeah. And now you don't even think about it. You don't yeah. even think about it. And that, that's not to say, that we should just pull the wool over our eyes as baseball fans and just let mm-hmm. let these people do whatever they want to the game. But there's certain things where it's like, it's not changing the game. Yeah, you're not changing it's still the game. baseball. You're just getting more upset because you don't like change. And yeah. I get it. I get it. That that's an understandable thing. But for something like a restructure, it might be a welcome change. It might help the game a little bit. We don't necessarily know for sure right now, so we can't just sit here and say, "Well, this is." This is a terrible idea. We're headed down a, an awful road. We just yeah. don't know. It, I, I I welcome it. I I'm all for the the expansion. I think the more big league baseball you have in this in this country, the better. And expansion helps that. And a restructure would uh, yeah. just be a result of that. This is good. I think again, we don't need to change the game. This is not us being on board with robo umps. You know, this is, are you on board with RoboUmps? No. And little tangent here. Did, did we didn't even talk about the whole, uh, did you see that system they're trying out with, with challenging balls and strike calls? Did you see that? No, there's challenges. Yeah. So apparently I don't remember, I don't know if it was like the Atlantic league or they were trying it in the minors. I'd have to go back and check. And I'm sure somebody's like screaming in their phone right now, but it was basically a thing where, the guy throws it. Mm-hmm. Ball is received by the catcher. Yeah, a call is announced. Catcher's throwing it back. Meanwhile, there's been a challenge announced. Like, mm-hmm. oh, we think that's we think that's called third strike. Pitcher gets the ball, goes back, steps off the mound, rubs up the ball a little bit, maybe grabs some dirt. Who knows? Whatever. A few more seconds go by. A few more seconds go by. Mm-hmm. And then we hear whether or not it was a ball or strike. And I'm sitting here going, and people are asking me, like, well, th- this is a no-brainer. I said, no, it's not, actually. Yeah. Because where do you draw the line? Yeah. If, now, if you say you've got your set number of challenges before a game, and you can only maybe, like, you can challenge. I mean, you can use them for whatever you want. Like, you can, if you get two, you can challenge a play in the field, uh, a bang-bang play at first, and then a ball or strike call. Sure. That's fine. But if you start putting if you start putting uh limits or rather if you start allow giving allowances uh for these challenges and you start letting teams challenge 10, 12, 15 calls a game, you want to talk about slowing up the pace of game. Sure, sure. What are we doing? And the, the other thing too that I'm that I've been talking about uh with some of these people is that 
you don't want to change Major League Baseball so much to where it doesn't resemble any other level of the game just because they have the technology to do so. Right. Like, sure, you want to be able to use the resources you have to make the game Mm -hmm. better and and a better product, but you don't want to... You don't want to have all of these options available at the big league level that even in the minors you may not have, much less college, high school, little league, so on and so forth. Because then at that point, it just becomes a completely different game. And it's like, "Ah, I'm not not really buying that. Yeah, I would agree, for sure. For this uh, example that you were explaining, this was with the robo-ump, but they were still being able to challenge calls. Or this was without a robo ump. Uh, there. I mean, there. I think there's a couple examples going around, but I think the one it was just your st- like your umpire was back there, and I think it was yeah. just a thing where maybe they had a system up in the up in the box or whatever, uh, just like an automated zone, and they can they can reference the yeah. last pitch and tell whether or not yeah. it's going to strike. I don't know. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like that. Not a fan. But. It's okay to accept certain changes that don't affect the the, the actual gameplay. You know? Like, imagine if you go way back when, fans started, they were probably pissed that, like, walls were starting to be put up. You know? Like, you're putting a fence in the outfield? What? You're using a leather glove with padding? Yeah, this you game can't is use so your soft. bare hands. Yeah, <laughs> this game is so You're soft. You're wearing I'm done. a helmet. Are you kidding? Yeah, this this it's always been the same conversation. Um, I do agree. I think that's where the line gets drawn. Is that like if you you can't implement that everywhere? You can have kids wear a helmet everywhere. You can have fences built everywhere. You can't have automated strike zones at the little league and high school level, college level. It's not going to happen. It's not going to work. Um, I, I think that's where we draw the line, but as far as additional teams, as far as restructuring the league, make it fun, make it different, try to grow this thing a little bit. And it's not about just getting to the youth. It's about getting adults on board with baseball. I was watching a TikTok the other day and it was that, that, you know, where they put like, they play the video, but it's someone's face, like reacting to it on the side. Yeah. It was this guy that was watching the Tyler Matzik like behind the behind the back. Oh double yeah, yeah. Play I saw that, that turn, one. Yeah, flip, I saw flip that a one. double play with Dansby. I saw that. Video. And and the guy's like, uh, maybe I should start watching baseball. This is sick. And I'm like, yes, thank you. Let's get more of this type of conversation started. How do we do that? Switch things up a little bit. Not drastic enough to where you're changing the gameplay, but. Getting new players in new places, getting new teams, new cities, new stadiums. I mean, that's, that's good stuff. It's good. And and look, I say I say that it's a welcome change for me. That like the the restructure and and <clears throat> expansion, all that. I say it conditionally. Mm-hmm. If this is going to be a thing where you you make your change, you restructure, you you expand, just do it and leave it. That they, mm-hmm. where where I where you lose me as a baseball fan, and that this goes for the last number of years with Manfred tinkering and 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 toying around with different ideas. Yeah. Albeit part of it was due to the the pandemic. I, I understand that, but I just feel like he's the type of guy that's gonna tinker with things to see what he likes. It's like do your research. Yeah. 
be exhaustive, be comprehensive in your research, see what works, see what doesn't make the changes that you're going to make, assuming that the majority of baseball fans want them, because that seems to be a a spot that he's missing. Make your change and leave it. Don't, don't, don't add these expansion, expansion teams and then restructure. And then two years later say, you know what? Let's add another wild card spot. We're going to make it even better. It's like, this isn't just a science experiment that you can just toy with. Right. Like it's a it's a product, and if you keep messing with it, for the sake of messing with it, not to improve it, yeah. then you're just, you're going to lose people. And that, I think he's lost a lot of people with some of the changes he's made. That's fair. It's definitely fair. Uh, but back to this schedule release. Um, it's looking like opening day is going to be March 30th, which. Uh, assuming every team is able to play, would be the first opening day since 1968 in which all 30 teams would be able to play, which I'm not even counting on that happening. It never happens. It never happens. They have the Red Sox opening at home on March 30th. There very well may be eight inches of snow on the ground. Yeah. I I don't know why we still try to pull off these opening day series in the Northeast. I, I just, I, I don't understand. It seems like a simple fix, a simple thing to avoid. And yet we're still doing it. Yeah. So I'm just going to bank on the Red Sox opening their season April 8th. That's, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, Jackie Robinson day as, as it has been, will be April 15th and will include all 30 teams. Uh, all 30 teams will be scheduled to play on the 4th of July, which I love. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't care what side of the aisle you fall on. You mm-hmm. need baseball on the 4th of July. That's mm-hmm. not even a political thing. That's just an, mm-hmm. uh, that's an America thing. Yeah. Simple Absolutely. as that. Simple as that. I went to a 4th of July game, and it was incredible. It was in, it was in Texas. It was, it was a Rangers game. Just incredible. Um, the Cardinals and Cubs are going to be playing a two game series in London from June 24th to 25th, which I think we already knew. Do well, we knew the matchup. I don't know if we knew. Did we know? I don't the think dates? we knew the dates. Yeah. I don't know if we knew the dates. Um, all star game will be July 11th in Seattle. The first one since Oh one. And our, uh, our guy, Calvin friend of, we have to, friend we have of to Ryan Ripken. Yeah. I think I heard their buddies. <laughs> um. Yeah, we, we might have to make a trip for that one. We've been saying it. That would be that'd be an awesome one. Yeah. Uh the Phillies and Nats. I don't know if I mentioned this when we talked about the Little League Classic uh, last episode, but the Phillies and Nats are going to be there next year in Williamsport on August twentieth, and <sighs> Roberto Clemente Day will take place September fifteenth, and will also feature thirty teams. I've, look, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Roberto, Roberto Clemente is 21. Needs to be retired around the league. I'm sorry. Really? I'm not sorry. You think so? It, it, just, it does. And I don't feel like I really need to explain myself. If you know anything about his life, his career, yeah. what he did for people, how he impacted the game, how he impacted people off the field... You want to talk about a no-brainer. Come on. Well, it doesn't really affect me as a Yankees fan because we don't have any numbers available anymore. Um, So, 
I get it. I see it. I'm with it. I'm on board. But where do you stop, you know? Well, I mean, I feel like there's a uh, pretty significant drop-off in terms of icons. <laughs> you go from Roberto Clemente, and then it's yeah. just like, uh, it was a little bit of a drop-off before the next person that you could probably even remotely consider. And even at that point, once you hit the drop-off, it's like, why would why would you retire this person's number? So I feel like yeah. Roberto Clemente is right up there. That's fair. I'm sold. I mean, you, you hear me. guys, you hear guys talking all the time about I've I've won the World Series, I've won an MVP, mm-hmm. but to be a winner of a Roberto Clemente Award, that's yeah, probably the thing lot. that means most to me. And yeah. for somebody to say that, yeah, even if they're embellishing a little bit, that's got to mean yeah. something. So you're impacting lives, yeah. I think I at the know. very least. At the very least, you have a Roberto Clemente day where everyone wears 21. Well, that, what was the thing they did last year? They originally, the I think it was, what, 2020 was just the Pirates. And then last year it was open to people of, or it was like Puerto Rican players. Mm-hmm. That's how Jackie Robinson stuff started. Same thing. It's on its way. Remember, 40, 42 was like a select thing. Like, you didn't have to if you didn't want to. Sure. And then it started to grow, started to grow, and then everyone did it. And then eventually they were like, okay, this is the thing. That's how it'll go. I see it that way, too. Just another thing where it's like, I, I just feel like it's an easy fix. Yeah. Um, And then the regular season is set to finish on October 1st, day before my birthday, for anybody keeping track at home. A little bit shorter than this year, yeah? Yeah. It says, if all goes go, planned. This year we go to like October 10th, 12th. It's a little later. I mean, we're the, the World Series, will, uh, we're going to be playing into November for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, next year, they said, if all goes to plan, it looks like we'll be back to just Ending October, in October baseball. Yeah. Thank you. Finally. Baseball does not belong in November. Yeah. It really doesn't. Although I would argue that I would I would be in the camp of saying it belongs in November more than it belongs in March. It does opening day baseball should not be in March. I'm sorry. I'm fair. I'm that, cool with that. I like that's that. That's a hill I'm willing to die on. Yeah. Yeah. April for sure. Come on. Why yeah. do you have to why do you have to squeeze in those two days? I do like that everyone's day. playing though. I do like that everyone's playing. Oh yeah, I don't care when when you start the season at that point. Yeah. Just give me all teams playing. This whole like half and half business no, drives me crazy. No, it's the worst. Yeah. No, thank you. Um anything anything pique your interest about this this schedule update for next year? Anything you're looking forward to? I mean, I I uh, yeah, I mean, I think Yankees in in LA is probably my top thing. Um, I would say the Sox are coming to DC. I mentioned that yeah to you the other day. Love yeah. that. Yeah, I mean it's 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 good. This is just this is good for baseball. I don't understand why anybody would argue anything else. This is good for fans. I, I like seeing it. I like seeing different matchups. I did see a, a point that it was like you always have uh, a World Series rematch every year. Which I thought was kind of cool, when you think about it. 
you're always going to have that rematch. Yep. That's good. I like that. There's rivalries that can start to get built now that are outside of just your, your division or outside of just your league. Rivalries can start to start to get built and that's good. Good for baseball. You want these teams to start to get a little chippy, get a little bit more competitive, start to hate each other. And then I think, um, I think the wild card, the end of the wild card race is going to start to get a little bit more intriguing. Cause like now, if you just take like the current setup, I mean, what is it like the, the Rays and the Orioles are the two division ones that are in the conversation. So if they match up for the last couple weeks in the season, it's, it's such a drastic change. If the Orioles get swept there, I mean, that's a, that's a six or eight game, you know, difference maker for depending on, you know, who's behind them. So I don't like that. But if you start, you know, mixing in these interleague matchups, it's like the, that stays snug. I think the inter, the, uh, the interleague makes the wildcard stuff stay snug. And I like that. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. And that just goes back to what I was saying about it really shifts the makeup or the road, I should say, to the to the mm-hmm. postseason, it makes yeah. it a little. It'll hopefully make it a little more intriguing down the home stretch. Also, I'll officially say that I am I'm kind of excited for this additional wild card situation. It's starting to get to me now, but this is where we let's leave it here. Even when we, we expand, if, even if we expand two more teams, still leave it here. I like this. Don't touch it. This is interesting. Keep it that way. Again, that goes back to my thing where I'm like, if this is a thing that we're going to do, leave it yeah. for at least like a number of years. Don't. Yeah, we don't, need like a good 15 or 20 years to let things play out sometimes. Don't give us this and then two years later be like, guess yeah. what's coming? Yeah. No. A fourth and fifth <laughs> wild card team per week. <laughs> Everybody's in the postseason now. Yeah. No. I bet you guys would like that, huh? No. Yeah. Commissioner, nope. we wouldn't actually. <laughs> well, it's coming. No, Robbie, we don't want that. Ridiculous. Uh, tell us about our friends at Big League Chew. Who? Big League Chew. Never heard of them. BLC? The Big League Chew? The gum the you see behind me? Chew. The Hall of Fame gum? Yeah. Come on thing. now. Founded by former left-handed pitcher Rob Nelson, Big League Chew started from humble beginnings in the Portland Mavericks bullpen in 1977. For more than 40 years, the iconic pouches packed with shredded, flavorful bubble gum has become the number one shredded gum of athletes everywhere. Big League Chew has sold more than 900 million pouches and is designated as the Hall of Fame bubble gum. Grab some gum and head to Big League Chew's social media channels at Big League Chew on Twitter at Big League Chew Gum on Instagram to show off your big league bubbles. You can also find a list of retailers or purchase any of their products directly from their website at BigLeagueChew.com. Big League Chew. Big League Chew. Big League um, Chew. So that, that fraudulent organization out west that, that mm-hmm. dons the name uh, Los Angeles, even though in Anaheim I've heard of them <clears throat> they're uh they're Artie Moreno is talking about selling it I don't hate it let me be the first to say uh good 
Yeah. Good. This is long overdue. Time. This is long yeah. overdue. Ask any Angels fan, they'll tell you the same thing. I mean, this guy yeah. has just been handicapping this team for years. Yeah. 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 I'm, I, it's, it's just, it's a must. It's got to happen. The, what was the deal with the stadium stuff a couple months ago? Was there something weird about the stadium? Weren't they, they were like trying to sell the stadium or something? Yeah. And then the city stepped in, I think. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, something like that. And then like the FBI gets involved and it's like, oh yeah, yeah no, we're just kidding. This is a whole lot of what? weird stuff going on. Yeah. It's time for a change. Time to, time to mix things up. Um, I will say this is probably the most sellable point. You know, they've got it down to where, you know, some contracts are being managed and it's in a decent spot moving forward. Um, in reality, I mean, you only have Mike Trout and Rendon contracts to worry about. So... I think it's going to be okay. I think someone's going to be okay picking that up. I'm trying to find like the uh isn't there a list of uh the retired guys? Where is that at? I don't know. Cuz I don't know how much longer does Justin Upton get paid? That's 27 mil. I have no Let's idea. Go look at him ridiculous just stupid contracts it's bad luck for sure but stupid contracts they gotta they gotta get a little homegrown on stuff they gotta get that going a little bit again i was looking into what some of the things angels fans would want to see with a new purchase of the team yeah and an overwhelming amount of fans want to drop the LA they just like they want a name change and I'm like I mm. could really get behind that yeah I'm a like, fan stop, stop trying to force feed me this like fake rivalry that doesn't really exist in LA because they're yeah. not they're, it's not LA right just like I agree be who you're supposed to be don't don't try to force feed me it Justin Upton does not get paid next year by the uh by the angels, by the way. Um, yeah. California angels needs to go back for sure. Ooh, I need it. I need it. It's got to happen. Yeah. It's simple. He simple bought the, fixes. He bought the team back in Oh three after they won the world series in Oh two. Um, and since then have only made the postseason. We're not talking world series titles. We're not talking pennants. They've made the postseason only six times and haven't been there since 14, which is well documented at this point because of how many, how many people want to see Mike Trout and now Shohei in the postseason. I don't Shohei's not going to be an angel through this. No. At all. Which I think uh, this is going to give them somewhat, it's going to give them better direction next year. I think this is like the, hey, let's just plant the seed, thinking about selling. I, I think it's similar to like the Nationals, you know, with Soto. 
like get this figured out now. You either re-sign him or trade him, and then we'll sell. It's kind of what it feels like. Maybe even Trout as well. Maybe even Trout. It's hard to say. That'd be wild. That's like I, we were just talking about a number of episodes ago where it's like never when you when he signed this contract was the idea of him playing anywhere else. You're like, okay, this is this is the bed he's made. Mm-hmm. This is on him for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. And that's and that's what we said. We're like, look, you gotta you have to at least give him the benefit of the doubt at first mm-hmm. because these this front office promised him that they would they would surround him with pieces. And they just haven't done what they need. Sure, you can say they've done this, they've done that. Yeah. But to commit to a guy that's been dubbed, whether incorrectly or correctly, one of the greatest of all time, this isn't enough. What you've done just isn't enough. And yeah, you can you can say, well, some guys have underperformed, some guys just haven't been healthy. He's one of those guys that yeah. hasn't been healthy. So it's just it's a mix, like you said it's it's bad luck it's just a mixture of so many things it's a it's a it's a mixture of terrible I contracts it. I don't see injuries. it as ownership stuff I mean it is bad luck with the injuries and it's not like they're not willing to spend money they're they're very very clear that they're okay spending money no but, but I think it it's is, just it the is decisions poorly they done make. right yeah, it's not it's done. not wise it's not wise like you can you can go back and look they. I mean, you look at the pool holes contract. Everybody mm-hmm. knows where that contract stands amongst yeah. the worst. You, I mean, I, I'm still kind of torn. Josh Rendon. Josh Hamilton. The Rendon one was the one I was going to say I'm a little torn on. Like, yeah. at the time, it I, made was, sense. I was, I, yeah, I was okay with that. It made sense. But now it's just looking terrible. But yeah, the, yeah. the Josh Hamilton one, it's just been, it just hasn't been well managed whatsoever and yeah i think they i think they could use a fresh start yeah i would agree i would honestly just just burn the whole thing down start from scratch change the name change the color scheme so they get moved how about that so <laughs> they get moved know. think about this i mean you you're we talked expansion already I mean, you can already name Vegas, Nashville, Portland, any other cities you want to toss in there? Charlotte. Yeah, I was gonna say North Carolina's. Yeah, trying to so trying to snag you have one. Four four legitimate places. We're, they're not. We're not gonna have four new teams. Do you move the Angels? They don't fit there anyway. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean it you're talking about pulling a team from a cultural hotbed, if you will. Like it's you have it's, you have the A's, you have the Giants, you have the Dodgers. California's loaded. No, and I get that, but it's California. Now, you're talking about pulling the Rays. I get that. Look at where they play. Mm-hmm. They don't play in Tampa. Sure. So you can give them one of those spots. Now that's a team I could be like, okay, yeah, move I don't even think twice about it. But the Angels, mm-hmm. it's like, eh. I get, look, I get it. There's there's a little little bit of friction there. But it's still, I mean, it's still California. I don't know. I, I, I'm I okay with them staying put. I just, the, the name thing just bugs me for some reason. I don't know why. It bugs <laughs> me probably more than it should. 
but yeah. just stay stay where you're stay where you're at drop the name maybe go back to to one of the older uniform sets and call it a day that's it scrap it all i don't care irrelevant i mean irrelevant the the day, franchise fraudulent organization <laughs> Uh, Call yourself, rebrand yourself to the fraudulent organization of Anaheim. <laughs> there you go. You have to add the an- of Anaheim part. Fraudulent yeah. organization of Anaheim. Um, we still got a weekend preview to run through here real quick. Uh, so let me just run. Let's, let's close the book here, shall we? Take Bryce it. Harper. He's ready. Just woke up and was like, yeah. I'm better than everybody immediately. Yeah. Been gone for a month and a half, but first I'm game, good. first game back, first rehab, first rehab game, I should say, hits two home runs. The next game, walk off double, which <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I watched that video and it kind of made me uncomfortable because I'm like, I this guy's the coming celebration back. You're saying, yeah, I'm like this guy's coming, weird. like he's rehabbing. Let's not be beating this guy up too much. Yeah. Because we've seen some weird things happen in post-game celebrations. Yeah. No, no, for or sure. Or walk-off I celebrations, think, I should say. I thought it was it was a little weird, but, like, I think it's important for those opportunities for, like, the superstar to buy in for a sec. Like, how many guys on that field are going to walk walk away from this game and say, you know what, I celebrated with Bryce Harper on the field. Did you I didn't, see? I didn't get my time in the big leagues. I didn't get to to put up those huge baseball reference numbers, but I got to celebrate a walk off with Bryce Harper on the field. That's cool. So well, I think he should just be a part of that moment and let it happen. Because sure. those guys are competing as oh, much as sure. Bryce Harper doesn't care about the AAA or you know was it AAA AA? Yeah, yeah. He doesn't care about the result of it, right? He doesn't. He's not too worried about their season. But those guys are competing. Those guys are fighting for for the you know whatever postseason that they have down there, the structure they have. They're fighting for it. So it's like be be a part of that moment for a sec, be be into it, and I'm I'm cool with it. Well, it's ironic that you talk about those guys buying in because he's the only guy on the field with a Phillies helmet on. Everybody else, has I saw them. that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, come on, you couldn't hook the guy up with like a, a team issued helmet. Tatis with the, did it with too. Ear flap. Tatis had it too when he was on understand. his rehab. He had the Padres like the SD. Like if it's just because of there. the ear flap thing, just like surely yeah. you have to have a way of making that work with the team issue helmet. Anyway. No idea. But did you see the guy that gave up the home run to Harper in his first game back? I don't know no. if you saw the comments on the video I posted. Uh-huh. It was Jared Schuster, the guy we interviewed, the first round pick of the Oh, dra- was it really? First yeah, first round draft pick of the Braves. Tough. And I, I posted the video and he posted like a, a frowny face. And then I, went, I was like, what is this about? And then I went back and I was like, oh my God, that was him. Just hitting a, hitting a new cough. I'm like, that's, that's a tough that's, one. Sorry, buddy. That's tough. But yeah. I, I told him, I was like, we can, I think we can all let this slide. I mean, it's a, yeah. it's a reigning MVP. I, we can let it slide. Um, O'Neal he, he Cruz. He looks good, though. Oh, he looks real good. It's, it's time. I need him in, I need him in fantasy. Uh, O'Neal Cruz. Hardest hit batted ball in Statcast era history. One hundred twenty-two. And it was a single. I know. That's how hard it was hit. It was off the. It, it was, was off the wall, right? And it ended up. Yeah. Like, ended up as a it's, single. 
because there was a guy in first too, but if there was any lift on that, if there was any launch angle on that, that ball might be going over the Allegheny. That yeah, ball forget was the bottom of the Allegheny. That, smashed. That's that's hitting a building across the street. This is good too. This is this is what he's capable of. So he now holds the hardest throw from an infielder in Statcast era, and now the hardest hit ball in the Statcast era. And he's this guy's tallest, capable of stuff. The tallest shortstop in baseball. This is good, dude. Come on, Pittsburgh. Let's go Pirates. Let's huh? go Pirates, huh? How about it? Let's go. Uh, another note here: J. Rod officially joins the 2020 club. First player to do so for the Mariners since 2002. It's kind of hard to believe, but not really if you think about it. Two. 2020, 2002. A Rod was already in Texas, right? Um, I have no idea who else. I think I would have. You would think I would have pulled this. Ah, okay. Any guesses? Any hints? He has my brother's initials. Mike Cameron. There you go. Yeah. Yep. Stud. Yep. 2002. Mike Cameron was a beast, dude. I like yeah. it. Good. Yeah. Good Man, I didn't think he was playing that early. Good for J-Rod. Um, last note here. A little check-in on the Aaron Judge uh, home run pace. He's at 48. He's on pace for 63, which would obviously eclipse Maris's 61. Do you think he gets it done? Mm. What is that? I don't know. What is that I, groan? I want it, dude. I want it bad, but like, I don't think you understand. We don't care. Are you going to tell me? Are you going to tell me how hard it is to to hit sixty plus home runs? Yeah, you fans don't care. None of this matters if it doesn't end in a ring. None of this matters. I don't care about any of this. When when they were on pace to absolutely demolish the field in the regular season before before August hit, it didn't matter. I don't care. I love Aaron Judge. Yes, I want him to do it. Yes, I think he can, but I don't care. None of this matters to me. I need a ring so bad. I need a trophy so bad. I, I don't care about anything else. Look, I don't obviously wouldn't want that considering the, the fandom I claim. Yeah. But I feel like the podcast needs it. We need to see unbearable Nate because they've already got they got their you, dose of me had back you in 18 for years they had their <laughs> dose of me back in 18 and that was that was like raw and unfiltered kyle that was like yeah, this is our yeah. first postseason on the pod let's let's try to get a little spicy get our get yeah. our numbers up Ugh. they they got their dose of me but i i'm i'm curious what a what a ring would do for the old sad I need it so Losing bad. Losing interest dude. in Nate. <laughs> I need it so bad. I need it. I need it. I need it. I need it. Um, 
Yeah, I think I think he could do it for sure. Um, he's just. I was kind of watching like some mechanical stuff that he's been like working on the difference between this year and any other year. And it's like this back hip coil stack around kind of thing. And it's just like, he looks good. And they put it in perspective the other day when he, he went nine games without a home run and it was his longest stretch of the season. And I'm like, ah, yeah, that's the drought, stupid. The drought ended. Yeah, How about that? that's stupid. Um, for the sake of time, let's be quick with this weekend series preview. Let's just breeze through it here. But before we do that, I got some big news. SeatGeek promo code has officially been changed, so all you cool cats and kittens can go ahead Yay. and be getting those tickets using our updated promo code. SeatGeek is the answer to all your ticket needs. Are you looking for tickets? you have plans with friends or family to make it to an upcoming game or concert? Or are you even looking months ahead to nail down a date to get tickets before they sell out? With SeatGeek, you can find tickets to games, concert shows, and even theater performances with just a few easy clicks for making it even better for you if you are a first-time user of SeatGeek. Next time you add some tickets to your cart, use our promo code T-H-R-E-E-O-H-TAKE. That's the number three spelled out, O-H, TAKE. That's our social handle. At Bingo. checkout to save twenty dollars instantly off your first purchase as a first time user. It's all you gotta do to save some of that. Cold hard cash. Some things never change. Come on now. Some things never change. Enter promo code three O take. That's our social handle. All spelled out at checkout. Weekend series preview. What do we got on deck this weekend? We got the Braves and the Cardinals. We're looking at game one. Matchup between Spencer Strider and Jose Quintana. Spencer Strider is seven and four with a two nine five ERA. Opponents are hitting a mere one eighty one. Mm. This kid's good. His last outing, six innings against Houston, only allowed one run on three hits, nine Ks, and two walks. Quintana for the Cardinals acquisition from the Pirates is four and five with an ERA of three four five. Opponents hitting 252 off him. His last outing was two and two thirds against the Diamondbacks. Two earned runs, seven hits, no strikeouts, and three walks. Solid year for him. Game two, which is on Fox. Apparently, apparently the baseball media world thinks that this is the the series to tune into because you got two primetime games. Game two mm-hmm. is on Fox. You got Charlie Morton going up against the curse of the Yankees, Jordan Montgomery. Charlie Valid. Morton is 6'5 with a 3.99 ERA. Opponents are in 225. His last outing against Houston was six innings, allowing two earned runs on five hits, 11 Ks, and two walks. Jordan Montgomery, 7-3, a 3.08 ERA. Opponents are in 222 against him. And his last outing was a one-hit shutout against the Cubs with seven Ks and no walks. Closing it out. So Game good. three, <laughs> disgusting, dude. Throw Joe, uh, throw Joey Gallo out the window. Jordan Montgomery is the real reason the Yankees. That's the real curse. <laughs> are faltering. Game three, Sunday night baseball. You got Jake Odorizzi and Adam Wainwright. Odorizzi is seven and three with a three oh eight ERA. Opponents hitting two fifty four. His last outing was a six inning effort against the Pirates. One earned run on four hits, seven Ks, and no walks. Adam Wainwright having a fantastic year. All things considered, even mm-hmm. if even if this wasn't a retirement year or supposed retirement year, mm-hmm. 
This is good. A great, a great year. Nine yeah. and three, a three eleven ERA. Opponents hitting two thirty nine. His last inning against the Cubs, six innings, two earned runs on five hits, three Ks, and four walks. Offensively, we're looking at Ronald Acuna Jr. coming in with a game with a uh, ten game stretch where he went ten for thirty seven. He's coming in with no home runs during that stretch, four ribbies and eleven Ks. So, sure, he'll be looking to maybe change some things there. Nolan Arenado coming in for his last is 13 for his last 39. Uh, he's got one home run, nine ribbies, and only three Ks. So that's, that's a good matchup. What I'll be looking into this weekend. It's a good matchup. Um, I'm going with uh, with a, a couple teams that are just on the brink. There's division talk for one of them. There's wild card talk for both of them, just in case. But I'm, uh, I'm taking Guardians visiting the Mariners in Seattle. Uh, game one, friend of the pod, Tristan Andrew McKenzie, is uh, is going against Marco Elias Gonzalez. Not friend of the pod. I tried. I played against Marco in high school. Hit him up. He didn't want none. So we can make it work. No, I hold grudges. That's fine. Uh, Tristan Andrew McKenzie, nine and nine this year, three eleven ERA. Opponents are hitting two hundred against him. Uh, last time out against the White Sox, he went seven innings, allowed two earned runs on six hits, 14 Ks, and no walks. That a boy, Tristan. Let's go. Marco Elias Gonzalez this year is 8-12, 408 ERA. Opponents are hitting a whopping 280 against him. I'm saying whopping is like, that's a legitimate whopper nowadays. It's 280. That's the new 320, I think. Uh, last time out against Oakland, he went five and a third, only allowed one earned run on six hits, two walks, one punchy. Game two, you got Shane Robert Bieber, eight and seven this year, three one zero ERA. Opponents hitting two thirty four against him. Last time out against the White Sox, he went six and a third, one earned run, five hits, four Ks, three walks, and he's matched up against Logan Keith Gilbert. Been a stud this year. 10 and 5, 352 ERA. Opponent certain 249. Last time out against Oakland, he went five innings, six hits, two earned runs, no walks, four K's. Game three, another friend of the pod, Zach Robert Plesak. Tough year for our guy. I think he might need a change of scenery. That's how I'm feeling. I, I think he'd be good elsewhere. Yep. Uh, two and eleven this year. He's got a four four three ERA. Opponent certain two sixty-three against him. Uh, last time out against Detroit, he went five and a third, allowed four in runs, nine hits, three walks, three Ks. Uh, and he's matched up, tough matchup against uh, clutch trade deadline ad by the Mariners, Luis Miguel Castillo. Five and five this year, 293 ERA. Opponents are hitting 209 against him. Last time out against Oakland, he went five innings, four in runs, one walk, five strikeouts. He is the reason I did not get a first-round bye in the playoffs in fantasy. So thanks a lot, Luis. Game four, you got Aaron James Savali going for Cleveland. He is 2-5 this year, 5-3-7 ERA. Opponents are in 273 against him. Last time out against San Diego, everybody's beating San Diego nowadays. He went four and two-thirds, one earned run, four hits, four Ks, and two walks. And uh, he's going against... Robert Glenn Ray. Oh, Robbie. 
10 and 8 this year, 375 ERA. Opponents are in 221 against him. Last time out against the Nationals, he went six and two thirds, one earned run, two hits, seven Ks, two walks. I think Robbie Ray might be back a little bit. I think he's I think he's he's getting geared up for the home stretch here. Uh my stars, kind of obvious on the Cleveland side. Jose Enrique Ramirez. His last 10 games, he's 11 for 38, three jacks, 11 ribeyes, eight Ks. Going up against probably the, one of the most exciting guys I can think of in baseball right now. Julio Yamel Rodriguez. His last 10 games, he is 12 for 48, two Ks, or excuse me, two home runs, five stakes, and 14 Ks. I wonder if this is going to be an issue for him moving forward. That's a lot of strikeouts. Uh, solid matchup. Like I said, I think uh, for the Guardians, you know, they're they're just they're back and forth on that division. Mariners, I think they know their outcome, but they I think they just they need to solidify a wild card spot and and stay in the hunt. That's all I got. The next time you'll be hearing from us, I will be coming to you live from a family beach house somewhere. I will somewhere not. In, somewhere will in not North be. Myrtle. Yeah, but you tell me all the time how the weather out there is so great. So why don't you just stop complaining and enjoy it's getting it? There. It's getting there. Or we're getting there. It's, it's 90 getting there. right it's, now. It's coming we're down. getting there. It's coming. Oh, boy. It's about all I got, unless you got yeah. anything else. No, get after it this weekend. Get after it. The summer bod, those days are gone. You don't have to worry about anything. Crush some homemade nachos, watch some baseball. And give us a call, please. Yep. Voicemails, let's go. Get it going. Need it. Back on uh, Monday and... Should have Ryan again with yeah, us. Yeah, Ryan night. would be back on board, and uh, you know we're gonna do this thing. Don't go chasing curveballs. We love y'all, and as always, looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy.